You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Well, it's my privilege today to bring us the word. If you've got a Bible, I'm going to invite you to turn with me to the Old Testament, to the book of Two Kings, to chapter 6. And we're going to look at a story that runs from the end of chapter 6 through into chapter 7. If you want a title for today, it is Lessons from a Lockdown. Lessons from a Lockdown. Uh, the situation in the story is really dramatic. I'll try and give you the backdrop briefly. Israel are occupying the Northern Kingdom. And the royal capital of the northern kingdom is the walled city of Samaria. And in the walled city of Samaria, there's the king of Israel, there's the man of God, Elisha. And there are tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of God's people. And then an enemy king, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, comes with his entire army and surrounds the walled city of Samaria. And they put it under siege. Samaria uh, gets its gates closed and and its walls are locked down. And there's a lockdown and there's a lock-in. And we see some incredible things happen, but God has not forgotten his people. You might want to read the whole story from chapter 6, verse 24, all the way through to the end of chapter 7. It's a brilliant story. Of course, there are many, many ways that it differs from our situation. But I've found, reading the Bible in these days, there are many stories of of lockdowns and lock-ins, and they can speak and minister to where we are. From this story, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but... We're going to dip in and I'm going to try and fill in the blanks. And I want us to draw three principles that we see in this story that I think are relevant for us. The first we can find from 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24 to 25. And this is what the the Bible says. Sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. There was a great famine in the city and the siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of seed pods for five shekels. Don't don't be distracted by shekels and seed pods. I'll come to that in a moment. The point of the principle is this. Number one, in, in lockdown, perspectives can get distorted. But the word of the Lord will hold you true. In lockdown, perspectives can get distorted, but the word of the Lord will hold you true. In Samaria in this story, the, the, the walled city is in lockdown and nothing's coming in and nothing's coming out. And it goes on so long that the economy becomes out of whack. And this is what the writer is telling us. He's telling us that a donkey's head is selling for 80 shekels of silver. There's no use for a donkey's head other than maybe a little bit of meat and it's not even kosher. But if you look in the footnotes and you do your homework, a donkey's head just for a few scrags of meat is selling for 400 quid Uh, and a cab of seed pods again if you look in the footnotes you'll find this is dove's dung this is bird poop I don't know what is even the use of bird poop maybe a bit of fuel but it's 100 grams which is next to nothing is selling for over 20 quid the point isn't the details the point is that the value system has become distorted life on the inside has become out of whack the The point is that perspective has been lost. And it occurs to me that in lockdown, perspective can get lost. Uh, Most people that I've spoken to at at any depth over the last four weeks have, like me, admitted to at least moments of a loss of perspective. There can be times where we can feel disorientated or or downcast or 
or maybe fearful or just out of sorts. There can be unnecessary questioning about our effectiveness or our future. And four months, can, four weeks, sorry, can seem like four months. It can seem like a long time. It's easy to lose perspective in a lockdown. But if you read on, you'll, you'll find there's one person in Samaria who's keeping perspective. And it's Elisha, it's the man of God. And the man of God has just one thing that no one else has, and it's the word of the Lord. Now, for us, we're in a, in a different era, a different covenant. We all can have the word of the Lord. But in those days, one man, the prophet, had the word of the Lord. And he's carrying the word of the Lord, and it appears that he keeps perspective. Even the king loses perspective. The, the king hears some bad news, and he tears his robes, and he, he goes on a rant. He starts blaming God, and because he blames God, he blames Elisha, and he, he makes his confession, saying, I'm going to kill Elisha, and he, he sends a messenger off to Elisha's house. Uh, and then he follows on. The king himself goes to see Elisha. I'm going to kill him. And the Bible says, verse 32, but Elisha, but Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. The king's in panic. The, the city's in meltdown. But the man of God's sitting in his house and he's keeping perspective because he had the word of the Lord. He's the prophet. He's listening to God. He knows that the king's servant is, is on his way even before he arrives. He's, he's attuned to the Lord. And, and he knows that as bad as things have become, that God is still on his throne and God has got a plan for the people of Israel. I'm not pretending that things are not serious in our nation and, and serious right now and serious for, for members of the CLM family and serious for members of the CLM family that are in the NHS and are, are carers. And this is why we're praying for so many of you literally every day. It's a serious situation that we are in, but God is still on his throne. And we have to hold on to the word of the Lord and recognize that the word of the Lord will be an anchor. It will hold us true in a season where perspectives can come out of whack. It's why we're, we're in the word every day and we're encouraging you to be in the word every day. As you've heard already from tomorrow, we start this, this daily devotion, the book of Acts. Carry on with your normal reading plan, but why not get into the book of Acts every day as a whole church over the next 28 days and we stay in the word of the Lord because the word of the Lord will hold us true. We received this fabulous testimony from one of our CLM nurses just a few days ago. She wrote in and said this, due to the increased numbers of positive patients, our ward has been converted to a COVID-19 ward. Last night, I was asked to look after seven positive patients. They were having high temperatures and very symptomatic, and I suddenly became fearful. But then I prayed and the Holy Spirit reminded me of Isaiah 41, fear not, there is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. And she said, I instantly felt supernatural strength. Something was shifted inside me and my focus changed from myself towards the poorly patients and their families. And I started to pray in my heart for all of my patients. Also, I started to speak hope and positivity with patients and colleagues. And the whole atmosphere changed. And out of seven patients, six had no temperature in the morning and their oxygen levels had got better. They're recovering. I was amazed by the power of prayer. I want to say this, this, 
This is the power of carrying the word of the Lord. This, this lady was, was in danger of losing perspective, but the word of the Lord held her true. Thank God for a, a woman of God who prayed and caught hold of the word of the Lord, reminded by the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to be in the word. Hold on to Psalm 91. Hold on to Psalm 46. Hold on to the promise of God over your own life. In lockdown, perspectives can get distorted, but the word of the Lord will hold you true. So the king comes to Elisha and, and he threatens him. And, and then he says this, this is chapter 6, verse 33. This disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer, he says. The very next verse, Elisha replies, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Literally, what Elisha is saying is he's prophesying that literally in 24 hours there's going to be total turnaround and the economy will be back to normal. But what I want us to notice here is, is not that prophetic word that comes in for turnaround, but right what happens next in verse 2. It says, it's the officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. The second thing I'd like us to see from this story is in lockdown, unbelief will try to have its say, but it will be trampled in the gateway of God's deliverance. In lockdown, unbelief will try to have its say but it will be trampled in the gateway of God's deliverance. I'll come to what happens in just a moment. But notice here, we've got the two main people inside of the city of Samaria. We've got the man of God, we've got the king of Israel, but suddenly this voice pipes up. Who is this voice? This is the officer on whose arm the king led. He, he was just a post for the king. He's a servant. His view is not asked for. And yet in this moment of lockdown, he has the audacity to lift his voice and question the word of the Lord, to bring unbelief, to cast doubt, to say, this could never happen. This couldn't even happen. And he's neither voicing the facts nor bringing the word of the Lord. And this is what unbelief does. In lockdown, unbelief can try to have its say. Under siege, under pressure, in lockdown, I've noticed unbelief will try to raise its voice. And church, we, we need to be alert to the voice of unbelief, which will try and come and speak into our lives and speak into our households, speak into our situations, where it's neither the facts nor the word of the Lord. I'm not unaware of the facts like you're not. It's been said so many times we are on, in unprecedented times and neither am I belittling the battles that many of our church family are facing right now. And we're fighting many of them with you in daily prayer, but I believe I need to make this point today because some of you have gone beyond the facts and allowed a voice of unbelief to speak up in this season. A voice of unbelief that opposes the word of the Lord, that can take us to places that we've neither actually gone nor actually will go, that can take us into financial outcomes that we've not gone to and we won't actually go, and allows fear to come in uninvited and it's not the word of the Lord. Here in this story, this voice speaks up and effectively says this could never happen. And Elisha says, you'll see it, but you won't taste of it. And in our story, we see this miracle where God turns things around and fulfills his word of dramatic change in 24 hours. He, he causes the whole of the Aramean army 
to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army against them. And they flee and they leave all of their stuff. And there's four lepers that have been put outside the city walls. They're just outside the gate and they venture out speculatively just to see what's going on in the Aramean camp. And they find that all their stuff's there, but the army's gone. And they come back and they tell the gatekeeper to tell the king and the king checks it out. And, and the whole of Samaria opens its gates and they rush out and they take the plunder that has been left behind by the army of the Arameans. And in one day, the economy has turned around. But here's the thing that the officer on whose arm the king let, this voice of unbelief, he gets posted by the king to guard and man the gate. And in the rush to get out and get the plunder, he gets trampled underfoot. And the word of the Lord comes to pass. You'll see it, but you won't taste of it. And I want to tell you that the unbelief will try and come and speak. It will speak situations that have not happened. It will try and bring fear to your situation. But it's not the word of the Lord and it will get trampled in the gateway of the Lord's deliverance. When we moved here to Coventry nearly eight years ago into this house from which I'm speaking to you today, this was a miracle house for us. We, we couldn't have afforded this house. We got a massive reduction on it. it was, it's another story. We're about a three-minute walk from a really great primary school. And, and our children at the time, they were all of primary school age. But there were no spaces in that school for any of them. And there were waiting lists for every year. And we had to get our kids into a schools on the other side of the city. And I understand the big scheme of life in the world. It's not the biggest deal. But for us, we felt the word of the Lord that this was the house the Lord had led us to. It was a miracle. And that the school that was near us was the school that they should go to. And we, uh, we appealed for them to be able to get in. And at that time, somebody heard of our situation. They knew the school situation in Coventry. And they said to me, you'll never get your kids into that school. The voice of unbelief. And I, I recognized, in fact, something leapt in my spirit because I knew on the basis of that confession that we were going to. And sure enough, within about a week or something, a space came up somehow for Anna, who was our youngest. And we went to our appeal hearing three or four weeks later for our two boys. And literally on arrival, we were greeted with the news that a space had come up for Nathan, our next, uh, our next youngest. And then we went into this hearing and we found favor with the panel. And all of our three kids got in. The voice of unbelief was trampled in the gateway of God's deliverance. I want to say to you today, beware of the voice of unbelief. Be careful in this season what voices you entertain. Because there's an enemy that will try and pipe up in lockdown that will try to bring fear and take you to places that are not true hold on to what is true hold on to the word of the lord and as i come into land i want to remind us of this thirdly that in lockdown it may look hopeless for a time but god is still working to purpose in lockdown it it may look hopeless for a time but god is working to purpose here in this story it was difficult for a season. It was difficult in the city of Samaria. Some people experienced some terrible things and the whole of Samaria suffered for a time, but God had not forgotten them and God was working to purpose. And he led them out and led them into a new season. God is always working to purpose and in your life, in your household, in your family, God is working to purpose. Through our church and in our city and in our nation and in the nations of the earth, I dare to believe that in the midst of all that is going on that we might not understand and I don't believe God is the author of coronavirus, but I believe that God is working to purpose and working to the purpose of his own glory. We have to trust him as Elisha trusted him. I have to trust that he's got us. And I want to say to you today, he's got you. He's got your life. He's got your family. Your time's in 
his hands and he knows and he is working to purpose. Even through these online services, it's been amazing to know that people are, are joining our services that would never have come over the threshold of our building. And if that's you today, we're praying for you wherever you are in the world that you might know the love and grace of God ministering to you in your home. We heard in the press just a week or so ago that the cabinet was praying for the prime minister. I don't know when I last heard that to be the case and just praying that God will do something amazing in these days. So my friends, if your perspective gets distorted, let the word of the Lord hold you true. If the voice of unbelief tries to have it say, you, you can tell it to go and get trampled in the gateway of God's deliverance because God has a deliverance for you. And things might look bleak for a time, but never forget that God has got you and he's still working to purpose. Can we pray together? I wonder where you are, if you can join me as we pray. Lord, we confess today that our confidence is in you. Our hope is in you. We thank you, Lord, that your word is true and your word holds us true. And we pray, would you help us in these changing times where perspective can be challenged and perspective can get lost. Help us to hold on to your word and let your word hold us true like an anchor in the storm. We pray, God, that should unbelief try and raise its voice in our lives, in our heads, our hearts, our families, we would know the word of the Lord and we would recognize what voice is true, what voice is the word of the Lord, and we would hold on to that and allow anything else to be trampled in the gateway of your deliverance. And we pray today that we might be confident that you are working to purpose in us and for us and through us. We pray, God, would you minister your grace, minister your strength, minister your perspective, minister your word and your deliverance and your purpose into our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 